days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. Baseball's a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. And, you know, everybody's picked, you know, thinking we're going to be real good in 2020, but that doesn't stop all of us from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day. Yeah, that was uh, so far probably the game of the tournament. We knew going into it, it was going to be, you know, you know, Taco versus Zion. In the tournament, you keep these lower seeds close, and they and they can pull out pull it out at the end. And so I think it I think it was a wake up call for Duke. I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid 30s to the point where. When you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games. There's always tension between the players and the owners. As early as 1890s, the players started their own players' league. So players and management differences are nothing new. I feel very confident in our team against anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter what school you name, I'm going to be confident in our team. So it really is just a matter of taking care of the ball on our side of the net. You know, when we're passing well, we win the match. It is, there's a direct correlation. At first, I was pretty skeptical about it because he played with all the players and it kind of seemed that they were like all, all his best friends. And I was wondering at first if he was able to be, be their coach, like take the friendships away for a little bit. And they're still all going to be friends and everything. And they all have those relationships. But it's a new relationship now with Ross being the manager. It proves why they brought in Ross. Ross has done a lot different than what Madden would do. As the season's gone along, and right now what I'm thinking is the Cubs front office did a great job bringing him in. Obviously, Giolito is, uh, I think, definitely the ace. and It's been exciting. It's been up and down, even though it's been 60 days. But it's been fun. And the key is to make it to the postseason. And once you're there, everybody starts brand new. And uh, you have to look at every pitch, uh, at every out, as, uh, as important. And uh, it should be an exciting uh, couple days. I feel like the reactions have been a little strong. It's not the best hire. Um, it's not really, uh, it, it isn't. Um, it is t- technically a better, up- it is a technical upgrade, I think, from Ricky Renteria. But I also think there's a lot being lived out of Jerry Reinsdorf in this decision. And that's, probably the, that's probably the most upsetting about it is you're not really letting your GM do his job. Uh, or at least, you know, maybe I'm looking into it too much. But it feels like you're not letting your GM do his job. I don't, I don't know if Rick Hahn's first choice would have been Tony LaRusso, and I feel like that's definitely a Jerry Ryan sort of trying to write his wrongs from 1986. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, everyone. It's Luke Stockmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolanar. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. 
Welcome into the 54th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as a buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you this evening on October 30th, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 54th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm here for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we're breaking news on the Chicago White Sox new manager. As it was mentioned early yesterday afternoon, that the Chicago White Sox, repeating history, are bringing back a manager that led the team as manager from 1979 to 1986, and he hasn't managed a team since 2011 when the St. Louis Cardinals won the World Series. The White Sox have named Tony La Russa their new manager beginning in 2021 and moving forward. So it's a very interesting move where he brought in a special guest appearance on the show that's been on before to help us cover all the news we can let you know about with this new hire, what's going to come moving forward. So now we're going to head into the opening segment of the show everyone enjoys. There are many types of well-known trivia out there, but this new trivia will blow you away. It's Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia. This segment is all about the history of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. From guessing who appeared for an episode, an episode number, and more in the history of this sports podcast is up for grabs. The trivia history question will be announced, and following the episode, you can follow our social media on Facebook and Twitter with the tag William D. Farlow, our Snapchat, WillFarlow44, and on our Instagram, Will's Fifth Quarter Special for clues. Following checking our social media, you can also check out our Facebook live streams and other live content that will feature the clues. And check the YouTube channel for all live content from Will's 5th Quarter Special. Time for new fans and other Will's 5th Quarter Special listeners to get ready. The 5th Quarter has just begun as here is your 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. Here is the 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. Again, you need to have the episode number to have the correct answer. Which episode featured coverage of the second year of the Chicago White Sox rebuild? So that is the 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question, Will's 5th Quarter Special Fans. And here is the first clue to the 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. It is the name Isaac Missile. So there, Will's 5th Quarter Special Fans, is the 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. And the first hint, Isaac Missile. So best of luck to each and every one of you on the 5th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. And you can reach out on our social media pages, as mentioned earlier on in the segment, for any questions. And when you see our Facebook posts and social media posts about the clues and the hints as they unfold, we will uh, be on the lookout where you can comment when you have the correct answer to the question. And then I'll let you know whether you have it correct or if you're close. And I wish you all nothing but the best luck. It is as the fifth ever Will's fifth quarter trivia question is now underway. Now we're headed to the part of the show where we talk about the Chicago White Sox and their new manager, Tony La Russa, and how it impacts the future of this historic baseball team on the south side of Chicago at 35th and Shields. So I brought someone on the show as our guest appearance today that has been on the show before. He was on back on episode 19 is uh, very well respected in terms of how he covers sports and how he talks about it. He's a good friend of mine and to the show and supports Will's 5th Quarter Special and what we do here with the 5th Quarter Sports Talk. It's Isaac Missile joining us once again on Will's 5th Quarter Special and he's going to join me to help talk about his first reactions to early afternoon, the breaking news that Tony La Russa was named White Sox manager 
how he feels about how the White Sox went about uh, hiring a manager and uh, the process itself. We're going to talk about the questions Tony LaRusso was asked by Kenny Williams and general manager Rick Hahn during the interview process and how he answered them during the press conference yesterday when he was officially introduced as the new manager to White Sox fans and others. And we're going to talk about how he impacts the organization and kind of how he manages. And we're also going to talk about our predictions of his coaching staff, uh, that being the next step now that the White Sox do have a manager. And we're also going to answer the question I posed to Isaac as maybe the White Sox could head toward the World Series and win a championship possibly in 2021 with Tony La manager. So here's the interview with our guest appearance, Isaac Missile. So Isaac Missile coming back on the Will's Fifth Quarter Special. It is, Isaac, I believe it's your second time coming on the show. You were on back on episode 19. So uh, another diehard White Sox fan. Um, we're going to talk about something that just the world of White Sox Nation yesterday. So first, welcome back to Will's Fifth Quarter Special, man. How you been doing? Thank you, Will. Uh, I'm doing good, uh, you know. Living life, being a White Sox fan, taking in the news yesterday. That was some big one. That was a, a big bit of news. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, doing well, doing well. Well, excited to be back. Yeah, it's definitely exciting for White Sox Nation. You know, I mean, the last episode here on Fifty Three, we're talking about the playoffs. Yes, they did lose um, in the third game, but this team is looking at a more exciting off season. And I gotta ask your reactions on this first. So Bob Nightingale not too long ago, reached out onto Twitter about a prediction of the Chicago White Sox taking a look at Tony La Russa as a manager candidate. And then we hear yesterday uh, that the news is coming out. Um, you know, as soon as yesterday, they said, oh, it'll be as soon as today. It was all over the radio and media. When you first saw that tweet, though, uh, multi- many weeks ago, did you think that this would ever be possible that Tony La Russa, who hasn't managed for the White Sox since 1986, would come back as manager? I thought it was funny because everyone was talking about maybe, hey, let's bring Ozzy back, let's bring Ozzy back. And I think the first thing I saw was even a reaction to that tweet was just a, funny that everyone was thinking about the wrong former White Sox manager to come back. But uh, it, it's it's really, I, I don't know. I feel like the reactions have been a little strong. It's not the best hire. Um, it's not really – it isn't. Um, it is technically a better – it is a technical upgrade, I think, from Ricky Renteria. Um, but I also think there's a lot being lived out of Jerry Reinsdorf in this decision. And that's probably, the, that's probably the most upsetting about it is you're not really letting your GM do his job. Uh, or at least, you know, maybe I'm looking into it too much. But it feels like you're not letting your GM do his job. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Rick Hahn's first choice would have been Tony La Russa, and I feel like that's definitely a Jerry Reinsdorf trying to right his wrongs from 1986. Yeah, no, I like what you're saying. You're definitely speaking the mind of a lot of White Sox fans. And I think that's what's going to be interesting with this offseason. One of the things, um, Chuck Garfine does a lot of great work for the White Sox. Early analysts. Something I tuned into yesterday, like a lot of other fans, is one thing he said is it'd be easier to handle for a lot of fans this breaking news if it happened right before baseball started to be played. But we're going to have four or five months, and I think – those uh, mystery, uh, you know, questions we have connected to all of this will unravel over time. I'm, I'm going to give them a chance. I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from in terms of, yes, it's been a renteria, but what, you know, why didn't it happen with A.J. Hinch? Why didn't they maybe go 
Uh, another way, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm kind of on the middle, I would say, at this point. I kind of like to um, – I want to give him an open mind, be an open mind about, um, you know, what he can do for this team. And, you know, it's <laughs> like a lot of people say uh, the jury will be out, I think, on this move. I think it's too early, in my opinion, to tell. But I just want to see um, how he handles the young players, I think. Uh, what did you think? I'm going to tag off uh, what you just mentioned. The first question is with a probing one here. When you talked about various issues of, you know, the racial injustice, you know, because he, he has said some things in the past um, before um, being considered for the White Sox manager job before he was hired yesterday. And I think it was very interesting the way he phrased, you know, um, defending himself like, oh, I'm fine with Tim Anderson doing the bat flips, mentioned former soft players, Chet Lemon, and some other players that would do it. You know, uh, Ricky Henderson, when he was with Oakland as a manager, did it. Uh, but what did you think of how he handled some of those questions? I mean, they also said that the uh, White Sox talked about that with him in the interview, you know, Kenny and Rick. What did you, uh, what did you think when you heard that in the uh, uh, press conference, how he responded to all of that? It's not really a surprise that he's going to be asked about that stuff. And really, before I get into this, I guess just to touch on the fact that you brought up A.J. Hinch, I think the unfortunate thing about the entire managerial search is between the fan base especially, it was pretty much A.J. Hinch, maybe Alex Cora, and then Tony LaRusso when he was mentioned. Um, but outside of that, it was a two-manager race. And outside, and the issue with that is I think there's a lot more than two better, two quality guys to really manage the team here. At the end of the day, A.J. Hinch, I think his lack of control in his own clubhouse is the reason the Astros had that cheating scandal. And, yeah, you won a World Series, and he puts together good lineups. And I think if you can have any sort of, you know, strength up at the top, which the White Sox would have, and he wouldn't be at the very base of building this, and a lot of the guys have already, you know, in their ways. And I, ideally the White Sox aren't cheating. So, you know, you think maybe it wouldn't matter to A.J. Hinch. But at the end of the day, he allowed that to happen in his own clubhouse. So I think that's frustrating. Uh, but back to Tony LaRusso and his responses. Uh, at the end of the day, you have to hope that people change. You have to hope that people become better. I think, and I do wholeheartedly believe that I don't think Rick Hahn and uh, Kenny Williams would have given him this job if he, if they, if they believed, you know, that his obvious things that he said in the past that just go directly against, uh, you know, you know, go directly against uh, causes that Tim Anderson has fought for, and really specifically only Tim Anderson on his team. So you know, there's already enough of an issue with there not being enough you know, d uh, diversity on the ball club anyway. Uh, but outside of that, you got to hope that Jer uh, even Jerry too, but Kenny and uh, and Rick really did vet him through this process. And, you know, as, as much as this might feel like it was really babied in through Jerry Reinsdorf and really making sure that, that you know, he became the manager, you got to think that they weren't going to let this happen if they really thought it was going to really ruin everything that they've spent the last, you know, five seasons building towards because, you know, it, it really could. And, 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 you know, that's what everyone's viewing it as now. You're seeing guys like Jeff Passan and other writers calling this a really big bust for the White Sox, you know, saying this is really embarrassment even. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say it isn't because it's it's up in the air. Who knows what's going to really happen. Um, I am a little nervous about it, not, but not that I think he's going to ruin it uh, or ruin anything that the team has going. I don't think managers affect the team that much. And ultimately, he's going to manage the team better, I think, than Ricky Renneria could. Um, but I could see where, you know, you get guys like Dallas Keuchel who are tweeting things like the big things are coming, and, you know, maybe he's getting ideas of A.J. Hinch or Alex Cora or someone, you know, younger guys in baseball coming in. I don't think that tweet intends, uh, you know, Tony LaRusso, so you almost feel like he might have been deceived. How's he going to, you know, re react to this? How's he going to, you know, how's he going to think about the White Sox going to, uh, going forward? And I yeah. think that maybe that, that that's what could scare you. 
No, absolutely. I think that's actually what I was going to tag off uh, to respond with you on that one, Isaac. I think you know, a lot of fans are going to pay attention to is how a player or players respond to a hire. I think that's one thing a lot of fans on any sports team pay attention to um, is, you know, that's, I think, what's interesting about this stage of social media. A lot of players, you know, as you mentioned, Dallas Keuchel was very vocal, um, showing, you know, the White Sox made the right move to bring him in um, to do that. You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But uh, I want to get into the next part of this, uh, you know, Larusa. I'm going to read a few quotes for our uh, fans here, but a quick update as well uh, for Will's Foot Court Special fans uh, that have not heard about this. Isaac mentioned AJ, and I mentioned AJ Hinch, who was apparently we thought one of the candidates for the White Sox manager job. Uh, report was yesterday that he was not interviewed by the White Sox, and it was made official now that a White Sox division rival has signed AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch is now the new manager of your Detroit Tigers. Just quick update uh, while we have Isaac here for all Will's fifth quarter special fans to hear about. So Tony Larusa, though, I think. Um, some things I've heard, um, you know, like you said, it's gonna. I think it's gonna split fans for a while um, through this offseason until we see more things unravel about how the process went through, uh, the feelings of Rakan, the feelings of the players. I think you could probably agree with that on me, Isaac. I think it's not a complete division between White Sox fans, but do you maybe see there being a split like this going through the offseason until we uh, maybe see uh, different things unravel? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately you don't really – because even with the managerial position, the choice that they made, um, I even tweeted out, and I think a lot of – a lot of, before we get too upset about it and, what what you know, everything that could come of it, I think what's more important is, is that they add pitching and they add, um, you know, they they add to this team. They don't think that they're complacent. And I think also you got to thank Rakan made that clear, Jerry, too. You know, we can go get Tony LaRusso, and that's fine, but you better be able to add some t- talent to this team. So – uh, I I don't know. I I think ultimately before any before we start you know breaking the fan base in two and before we start getting too angry at each other, we need to realize that if this team makes a couple of moves, I mean if they go sign Trevor Howard or Marcus Stroman, uh, or if they even get a right fielder that everyone likes, we're gonna be pretty happy with uh, the off season overall. It, it, mostly these roster moves are what's gonna change this team more than a, a manager. And I think you just gotta be happy that at least Tony Larusa knows what he's talking about when it comes to baseball, the you know very basis basics of the game, but. You know, it's all going to be on who they sign this offseason. And I think that probably starts with Trevor Bauer, but I wouldn't be disappointed with Marcus Stroman, who also had a tweet, you know, who there was a little bit of an issue with maybe if he wouldn't sign with the team if they if they had Tony Larusso be the manager. Uh, but then he even had a tweet because he had liked something about, you know, wanting to play for a guy. But then he even said, he kind of backtracked that and said, hey, you know, an offer is an offer, and playing baseball is playing baseball. I want to go wherever I get offered. So I think ultimately that some of those players are going to handle this. They can get upset with the manager, but. If you're a free agent, that's one of those things you don't get to choose. You just get to choose the money. You get to choose the team. So uh, you, you just go from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm going to read a few of the quotes, uh, courtesy of WhiteSox.com, the uh, article that was done on Tony Russo. There's some quotes from that press conference for uh, the Will's Court special fans here that are uh, just hearing our interview here again. Isaac Missile, uh, good contributor to Will's Court special and supporter of the show, joining us for a uh, – a uh, special guest appearance to talk about, as we mentioned, the White Sox have hired, as of yesterday, Tony LaGrusa as the new manager for the Chicago White Sox starting in 2021. So one of the quotes that was talked about, and uh, for the Wheels Court special fans that don't know this about LaRusa, where he was recently, 
Uh, he did recently manage the last time in the dugout was back in 2011 when the St. Louis Cardinals won uh, the World Series. And he, over the years, uh, after making the Hall of Fame in 2014, um, spent time in the um, front offices of various organizations, the Los Angeles Angels, the Boston Red Sox, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he was quoted yesterday saying, being upstairs for nine years, watching the game closely, I described it to my friend as torture because you're seeing it and you can't do anything about it. Soon thereafter, I realized I had to either stop complaining about being upstairs or downstairs, and if you go downstairs and have an opportunity to have with the White Sox, that's when it got serious. And Isaac, there's one quote I want to ask you about that um, I think will be interesting to see. Um, I think it's just a good um, maybe impressions already um, possibly of what Lucha could be with this player core, and that's what we were talking about a lot of fans after uh, the ramifications of the Game 3 losses. If we get a new manager, can he mesh with the players, that great culture, that change the game culture that they have in the clubhouse? And one of the things Arusa said is that first experience, the way they treat people, it was my first family. Um, this is from when he was with the White Sox recently. Once we get going, the passion for Sox fans, it all came together. I thought I might get asked, and if I had come back, that's slowly been changing. And it, it seems like he's very excited about coming to the team. Now, the question I want to relate to you next is, we don't have the rest of his coaching staff out. And I think that's what's going to be interesting to see um, what develops with this is how he builds his coaching staff. You know, he's someone that's been a big uh, contributor over the years in analytics and such, but this is a manager that managed many, many years ago, and we're in a new era of baseball. I'm sure you can agree. So how do you think Tony LaRusso, in your opinion, needs to put together a coaching staff that, um, matches modern baseball along with his style to take this team to the next level in 2021. Well, I think that's another issue when you uh, when you hire Tony Larusa is who is he going to bring in? Is it, is it going to be truly as analytical as we want to think it is? And um, I think the unfortunate fact of the matter is, is a guy a guy like Tony Larusa is only going to change so much uh, for a team. And honestly, he's seen success in the way he's managed. He's going to manage that way. Uh, I don't know about specific names that are going to come in and be hitting coach or pitching coach. Um, I, I would think Frank Manichino might even keep his job as the hitting coach. The team really took a step forward, had some bumps in offense. They take a step forward under under his uh, you know approach this year. Um, but then again, you know it's going to be up to it's going to be up to Tony LaRusso, and he's going to make those decisions. You're going to think he's going to have full control. You, you got to think he's going to have full control over his coaching staff. So who knows? You know, I, my dad even sent me a joke text. He thought you know Carlton Fisk could be on the coaching staff in some way, shape, or form, but. Um, you know, I, I do have faith in, you know, Tony LaRusso's connections. He's been still in baseball. I think it's a good thing to uh, understand that he hasn't just been chilling for the last nine years and he's still been involved with organizations, moving around, seeing what's going on. Um, so that's, so that's good to hear too. You know, he hasn't just been this guy that's, you know, retired, chilling and thinks he can still do it. Um, but ultimately this is going to come to the front office, what they do to add to this roster. Um, and the team coming together as, it, it, within themselves because, you know, a manager can really only do so much. Um, we saw last year with Rick Renneria, the team looked really good in spots, and, you know, there was a lot of moments where it looked like they could be the best team in the American League. So you're hoping that, you know, Tony LaRusso can keep some sort of more uh, composure and control over his guys. Uh, if they start to slide and make the right movements within the lineup, uh, make the right changes within pitching at the right time. There's a lot of questionable things Rick Renneria did with the bullpen you got to think uh, Tony LaRusso, one of the more uh, innovative minds with bullpen usage for his day. Unfortunately, his, his day is still today. 
uh, for his day, though, really did change the game a lot with the way he would manage bullpen. So, you know, you got to think hopefully he still has an innovative mind. Hopefully he can get enough guys around him to keep him innovative. Hopefully he does really take on analytics the way he says, uh, as we've all seen. I mean, that's the reason the Tampa Bay Rays were as far as they were. And you hope the fact of the matter is, though, you can get a guy like Tony LaRusso and knows what he does, he has enough feel for his players, but in the same sense can take analytics and win you a ball game. Unfortunately, Kevin Cash, he kind of let analytics take him too far. Some people thought he took like, smelled too, out too early in that ball game. The Rays ended up losing in game six. So you'd like to, you know, also hindsight's twenty twenty. You'd like to think that, you know, if you get Tony LaRusso, you can have the feel, you can bring in the analytics, and it's going to be that perfect match that wins you the World Series as opposed to overthinking it and letting the numbers play the game too much. Uh, because, you know, you got to think Tony LaRusso probably would have left one of his better pitchers into the, to stay in the ball game and that he's pitched under 80 pitches. So, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think ideally it's a good mix. Uh, his staff brings that to him, but at the end of the day, it's all, it's all up in the air, and hopefully the moves they make with the, with the roster cover up anything else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to make one quick point on that. I think one of the names, and I know this is kind of, you know, we can predict as much as we want, but we won't know until it's released. Um, you know, a pitching coach or – and he did mention out of respect to Don Cooper, our former pitching coach for the White Sox, um, that it's a big hole to fill. You know, it's a very important hole. You have young pitchers, Isaac, and I think Dylan Cease will factor into uh, the rotation that LaRusa does manage. And, uh, you know, players like uh, Kopech coming back, uh, you want to get those guys um, continuing to develop, along with Chase Giolito and Keuchel, maybe a starter that comes in. Uh, that young bullpen, I could almost see in my prediction here, um, I'm going to make a bold one. I would love to see one of those pitching coaches, whether it be in their minor leagues or from the major league level, an assistant or pitching coach from the Cleveland Indians. You know, if we're talking about pitching and, uh, you know, how Rusa can show he's managed a bullpen better than Renteria has in the past, um, just looking back at Rusa's history with teams and with the White Sox, I think that would really help uh, White Sox pitchers uh, develop to the best potential possible. Because if you see Cleveland, they're, they're racking out pitchers left and right. Um, so I think the hitting coach, I would like to see Medokita come back. I think he is a very good coach. I love what he did with the team. Um, I, w- I have also heard, according to reports, that um, Rusa does have a bit of a connection with Joe McEwing, our, uh, the bench coach that was under Rick Renteria. So we might even see um, McEwing come back. But I think it will be interesting uh, as you said, to see how it unfolds. So one final question. We appreciate your time uh, joining us here on Wilson Quarter Special. Uh, you're the White Sox. You're, just, you're going into the free agents now as one of the lead destinations in baseball, you know, for what this team did this year in 2020, what they're going to do in the future. You hire the third winningest manager in baseball history to your team now. And if you're the White Sox, in your opinion, you have that roster improved, you go into the season, you play real well. Do you see the White Sox with Larusa at the helm winning a World Series in 2021? Winning the World Series right out? Um, I, I don't know. First of all, I, would, I like to just say, I'd like to point out to your, to your saying, it is nice, and I don't know if we've ever heard this well in our entire lifetimes of being White Sox fans, that they are the premier destination. Really, in the, at least American League, you got to think maybe the Yankees, but a lot of those teams, like the Dodgers and Yankees have already handed out those contracts. Even the San Diego Padres have handed out quite a few of those triple-digit triple $100 million contracts. And it's even been rumored that they might give one to Fernando Tatis Jr. as well. So you got to think the White Sox, who haven't, who really haven't even touched the uh, where their payroll has been in the past, uh, especially those post-2010 days, post-2005 days. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf had it way up near almost $150 million in this 
this current team still hasn't even cracked 100 million yet. So you got to think that there's a real chance they can add to it. Um, and that's ultimately, uh, I mean, I, based off right now, I, this, this last postseason, I thought they would have had a chance. Uh, if they would have beaten the A's in that game three, had to come back to Jose Abreu's, you know, lineouts there in either one of, the, one of those last two games. Um, those hard outs he had, you know, get through. And you see the White Sox season go a little bit differently. They have a pretty good chance against the Astros, and I'm not sure they would have beaten the Rays. But if, if they're in the ALCS this year, and then, yeah, I think you could probably be pretty confident in their ability to uh, move on and maybe even win the World Series next year. But really, if they if they had Trevor Bauer and they give themselves a one through three in their starting rotation that, you know, no one can really mess with, and then even next year perhaps they move the wild card instead of it being a single game and they keep it as that three-game series, I don't think there's any situation with the White Sox losing that first round of the playoffs. I think if they had a better pitcher in game three against the A's, they would have been able to win that, or at least if it was managed better too, funny enough. Uh, so will they win the World Series next year? Uh, if I if I can't just rely on it, depends on what they bring in. Uh, I'll, I'll say no, but I think they get a lot farther than they got this year. I think probably ALCS um, and probably just skip over the wild card series completely and probably just win the division, hopefully, you'd like to think. No, absolutely. I think I'm with you on that one. And uh, Isaac Mitchell, we want to appreciate your time on Will's Record Special. You've been on before. We enjoy having you on the show. Uh, hopefully we can have you on again soon. And uh, – Go White Sox, man. Uh, keep up the good work you're doing in sports world, and uh, we appreciate your support of uh, the fifth quarter sports talk we do here. Pleasure to have you on again. Appreciate it, Will. So that was some good insight from our guest appearance, Isaac Missile. And it's like we talked about in the interview, folks. It's going to be something that continues to unfold. I do say it a lot on this show, so I'm going to say it again. Expect the unexpected. I think the mysteries of... What we haven't heard will unfold, and uh, come 2021, we'll see how this team does. But for the next four or five months, we're going to have to uh, trust our instincts and uh, I think give Tony La Russa the benefit of the doubt and have a good open mind about what he can do uh, as manager for the White Sox. So now we're headed into the ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter profile at William D. Farlow, our Instagram page at Will's Fifth Quarter Special, and our Snapchat, WillFarlow44, and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. So, my... Will sports movie moment for this episode 54 is one that compares to a new manager coming to a baseball team in Major League Baseball. And it's a movie called Little Big League. I saw it when I was a kid. It came out in the 90s. It's about a owner of the Minnesota Twins. And he has a grandson that uh, shares his passion of baseball. They enjoy it together. They have a really good grandfather-grandson relationship going to baseball games. And the grandfather suddenly dies, the owner of the Twins. And in his will, he leaves the Minnesota Twins and uh, makes his grandson, a kid, the owner of the team, Billy Haywood. And the scene I'm picking is when Billy, who is probably one of the youngest managers in history in this movie, obviously, to own a team, he makes himself the manager of the Minnesota Twins. The manager O'Farrell that was with the team, he didn't like very much um, seeing how he reacted uh, with ownership and uh, with the players. He wanted to find someone that fit 
the culture he believed that this team had was good and had success to win and the scene is billy going into the he's going into his office and he's talking with mac who is uh, a key part of his staff helps him a lot uh, along the way throughout the movie and you know they talk to the baseball commissioner and uh they said he can only do it if his mom's okay with it and then he goes in his press conference he's like this is really great this is really exciting i think this team has a lot of talent you know he's like a kid in a candy store he's all excited and then he goes the scene uh i find interesting about this as well that um i'm gonna compare in a minute is he goes into the uh, clubhouse and he said, "Hey guys, I think this team's really great. A lot of you guys are really good hitters." He goes to his favorite player on the Twins, Jerry. Says, "Jerry, you're a good player." He likes the rookie scales, um, the infielder. You know, Luke Collins, one of the team leaders. All the players. He believes they have a lot of talent, and these players think it's a joke. You know, a kid managing a major league baseball team. So he makes them a deal that if they don't do really well after a while, he'll fire himself. So that scene was definitely interesting. You know. It, I know it's a movie, but I think it compares really well to the White Sox bringing in Tony La Russa. You know, it's somebody a lot of fans didn't expect would be managing again, but let alone managing for the Chicago White Sox again. You know, last time he managed was back in the late 70s into the uh, mid-80s for the White Sox. So I think it compares well with um, how unexpected this is to White Sox fans. And we talked about it with our guest appearance, Isaac Missile, earlier on here in the episode about the press conference that Tony La Russa had when he was officially introduced and how he also, you know, talked about the team culture. He wants it to be like a family environment and, uh, you know, he wants to earn the players' trust. You know, he said that starts at zero and you have to gradually earn their trust and respect and show them that you're the right manager to lead them to be successful. And I think uh, Tony La Russa put his best foot forward in that interview and press conference uh, with the White Sox and tried to present a good uh, impression to White Sox fans. And I think, you know, we here with Fifth Quarter Special wish him nothing but the best. So I think this compares really well to that, you know, uh, how Billy in the movie was trying to show uh, the players, hey, you know, I know this is a unique situation, uh, very unexpected, but I can help this team to be successful. And I think that's what Tony LaRusso was trying to tell the White Sox fans, White Sox organization, and all those out there in baseball that support baseball and out there in the world that, yes, I was in the Hall of Fame already as manager. I haven't managed in 10 years, but I can still do this job, and I want to do a great job of it for the White Sox who uh, deserve to have another championship. So that's my Will Sports Movie moment. I think this scene in Little Bigly compares really well to the new White Sox manager, Tony La Russa, the unexpected process of the hiring and uh, the unexpected surprise that he got the drop from fans' perspective. So if you haven't seen Little Bigly, it's a good movie to go check out. And that's my Will Sports Movie moment choice. That is all the time we have in episode 54 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will have continued coverage in the offseason for both the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs as they continue to unfold. We will also continue to cover regular season coverage for the Chicago Bears and the upcoming NBA draft as the Chicago Bulls get ready to pick at 4th overall in the first round and at 44th in the second round. We will continue to cover that as well as it unfolds. And we'll cover all things Illinois State Athletics as we do on our Redbird Sports updates and all other collegiate sports as they continue to unfold. I want to thank our guest appearance, Isaac Missile, for coming on for a second time to Will's fifth quarter special. And Isaac, we appreciate your time. Brought really good perspective and insight on the White Sox to uh, 
for our listeners to enjoy. And we look forward to having you on again on Wheels Fifth Quarter Special in the future. So uh, thank you for your time, Isaac. We appreciate it. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Flower, along with our guest appearance, Isaac Missile, saying so long from Wheels Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.